Hey everyone, I know you've heard me speak about microdosing and how much I love it. And I'm talking about microdosing THC. I love it. And that's why I love our sponsor, microdose.com. Microdose gummies are incredible. They deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. And when I mean just the right amount of good, I mean in so many situations, anxiety, sleep, focus, pain, relaxation. There are so many different strains and they're really helpful. And I have recommended microdose.com to so many people. And you know what they say to me? Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Don't be afraid of microdosing. Go to microdose.com and you'll learn all about microdosing THC. These gummies feel amazing. They taste amazing. I have used them to get me into the zone I need to write. I've used them at night after a stressful day or a stressful show to relax. I have also said to family members, please take a gummy right now. And they've said, oh, good idea. So check it out. Check it out because they're fantastic. And I'm not like a big weed person. I mean, I used to be. And I do enjoy, I do enjoy weed every now and then, but I love, I love these gummies and I take them with me everywhere. So check it out. Don't be afraid. They're all natural. They're fantastic. And you deserve it. So what are you going to do? You're going to do something that is fantastic. You're going to get 30% off your first order. 30% off. That's a lot. Plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Use promo code Judy Gold, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D. It's available nationwide. They deliver it to your door. That is microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold for 30% off and free shipping. Do it. Go to microdose.com, promo code Judy Gold. You deserve it. You deserve it. And you know what else? You're welcome. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. Let's bring her out. The star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. It is a very special episode. It is, you know, there's certain people I have on that I just fucking, you know, have have had major a major influence on my life and this guest has had a major influence on my life really i didn't it, know that joy you know you've had a major influence on my say life say who it is uh, th- like no one knows that it's you why the voice that, it's the yeah. voice ladies and gentlemen the one and only joy behar is here Woo! my joy. voice my voice gives me away one time i was at loman's and you know they had those open dressing yes, rooms. i love those yeah and there i am and i don't want anybody to talk to me but i was on the radio at the time so i figured nobody'd right. know me wbc it, and then my brassiere and, and pants, panties, right. and some yenta comes over to me. Joy Behar, because she heard me say, right, does right, this right. Look, how does this look? It's like I but can't Joy, escape. But Joy, you do, you have such a distinctive voice. I know, but it's like, I always say it's like having Jimmy Hoffa in the back of my throat. <laughs> it's like, it's not, it's not. You know not what it ap- is? It's <laughs> similar to Ray Romano's. 
Well, oh, it's I, an Italian yes, thing. Yes, I was I know. just going to say that. Oh, also, Italian. you know who else sounds like this? Not who? for nothing. Claudia Cardinale, the great Italian actress. Really? Yes. So it's an Italian thing. And yeah. the Jews, the Jews through the nose. You know, <laughs> nasal. We're all nasal. Not everybody's nasal in the entire Jewish community in the world. Okay, well, not every Italian has a fucking Jimmy Hoffa in the Yes, they do. Okay. (laughs) So, uh, just full disclosure, I have have been doing stand-up since 1982 in college, and then I came to New York, and I used to watch Joy Behar, only by marriage. Well, ex-marriage. But you're a Jew. Two married, two Jewish husbands. Right, two Jewish husbands. Two Jewish husbands, yes. Okay, I used to watch Joy in awe. Of the fearlessness, the... Yeah, you were fucking fearless, that, It looked like that. I was not. Were you scared before I you had went on? the runs. Really? A little vomiting on but the yeah, side. But you get on stage and be like, ah, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, And used to do... <laughs> used to be, I'm divorced. Shocking. I mean, I know your entire fucking act. I loved it. And I used to hang out with um, your daughter, Eve. Yes. Because uh, she was in high school. Yes. And I had just graduated college and we used to hang out in the back. It's funny you started in 1982 because I started in 1982. Right. But, I, but was I, was, I was old enough to be your mother at that right. point. Yeah, But I was just in, like I did a few shows in college and stuff, but yeah. Okay, so Joy, we're going to start from the very beginning. Really? Yeah, you grew up in Williamsburg. Yes. Which we have to give it <laughs> bell to. Um, <laughs> Josephine Victoria Oak. Chiudo? Okudo. The Okudo. C-H followed by an I is a K, like K. Thank you. You're welcome. At, you'll learn that she also spoke, uh, taught English. Anyway, only child, only just child. like Eve, half. <laughs> and uh, Mom Rose was a seamstress. Yes. Also and worked for Jews. She worked for Jews. Yeah. <laughs> um, Gino was a truck driver for Coca-Cola. That's right. Nothing Jewish there. Okay. All right. Uh, it was kosher. And then... Um, but I, you know, I know from knowing you that you you grew up in a time you had this big Italian family, and I, I remember one of your jokes that always stuck with me was in the summertime we didn't all the Jew, Jewish kids went to camp and we went to stoop. No, oh, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was always used. To I make said me my laugh. no, my my family didn't believe in camp; they believed in stoop. stoop. Yeah, yes. And I they said that the kids who went to the camp were the kids whose mothers didn't love them. Okay. <laughs> Well, we, ju- we are very Jews are very into camps, not those kind of camps. But you know, we're like even like on the holidays, they I'd all like, go to a big hotel and yeah. everyone eats together. Yeah, and that's they, true. Ding, ding. I like that about the Jews. Yeah. That they, I grew they- up next to the uh, uh, Antonellis and De Savinos. Where was that in Jersey? In Jersey, we loved them. I loved you know Grace Antonelli. Um, she was the nicest, except their dog Apollo bit my. Mother. Why are you ringing the bell? She, oh, Antonelli's right. not Jewish. That's right. Well, the dog bit my mother. That's why. Oh, um, I see. So no. is the dog Jewish in this case? No. <laughs> but the dog hated Jews, was a Nazi. And so I remember one time I used to live, I used to go over there all the time. And one time it was Passover. And um, God. this could be an extremely, extremely annoying feature of this yeah, podcast. It is. But then you get like, you're like, oh, you forgot. You know, it comes. All right. So anyway. I mean, unless a bunch of hussies are listening, I'm not sure. All right. So we, people bring them to my shows. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So, so I remember one time I, it was Passover and, and she was like, are you hungry? You want a hot dog? I was like, sure. And then I went home for dinner 
Who are you and talking about? Grace Antonelli, my oh, neighbor. Oh, Grace Antonelli. That, went over that was, was, my that was hours ago that we mentioned yeah. her. And so then she gave me a hot dog. I went home yeah. for dinner. I was like, I'm not hungry, which was never the case. And she's like, my mother's like, why? And I said, because I had a hot dog over at the Antonelli. Was it a kosher hot dog? No. Oh. And she went fucking, oh my God, I try so hard. Mental. Okay. <laughs> she didn't have Hebrew National at the Antonelli's. Oh, no. They, they just had, had like, everything bacon. They had a one. Did you have this? <laughs> it was like a pan, an iron a bacon? pan no. that always had grease in it. No, Like no, no, it was no. just ready to go with the bacon. No, no, no. We we had, and my family was raised on pasta fazool. Right. So, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. So my mother was, was a cook. They all knew how to cook from scratch. Wow. And everything was fresh vegetables where you got on the corner and all fresh stuff. And you ate like that? Yeah, that's how I ate. I never had preservatives in my food. So did you, that's why you're going to live forever? Well, hopefully. But you had these Sunday dinner. My neighbors had Sunday oh, dinner. Oh, yeah. The Sunday dinner. Well, that's why they're fat, too, because right. the family's not slim. Right. Uh, the food was not processed, but it right. was fattening. Right. So, you know, so they had the Sunday dinner with the, you know, the brajol and the meat sauce and, you know, the whole, and then lasagna, everything. I mean, fattening food. And did food. you have cousins? You were an only I, child. Yes. Well, I was an only child in the family until I was seven, and then my cousin Valerie was born. Right. She was named Valerie. My my grandmother was, my cousin, my grandma's name is Antonia. And it was like, why'd they name her Valerie. <laughs> my Aunt Joan, her mother said, well, I saw it on a soap opera. I oh like my the name. God. They, was, they hated that. They, how come they're naming her Valerie? What does Valerie do? Uh, Valerie had a job at Hershey. They live in uh, Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. very nice. She's very seven nice. years younger than me. Wow. And uh, that's it? Up until then, I was the queen of the goddamn family. Right. And then Valerie Did came you fucking along. hate Valerie when she was born? No, it's funny. At seven years old, you kind of like, oh, I have a baby. Right, right, right. Yeah. I like. And is it. that it for that generation? No, oh no, hundreds followed. Really? Hundreds followed. Then there was Annette, then there was oh, the, okay. then there was Vincent and Anthony. Right. And then there was another Vincent and another right, Anthony. Right, they, right. they haven't had a you know, a new name in the Italian family since the Renaissance. <laughs> Except for Valerie. Valerie. That's why she stuck out. Right. So you used to perform, right? You I used, used to-, to perform. I was like a I was like the T V set. Right. I they'd say, Come on, I'd be like four years old, sing another song, tell us some jokes. I'd be like ten o'clock at night. Right. Like, I'm tired. I want to go to sleep. <laughs> Come on, one more. And I, I had to learn every Shirley Temple routine. What? But did they have people come over and be like, Joy Joy's gonna do it like did they sit around and yeah, now the, it's yeah. joy time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My cousins with not my cousins, but cut my aunts and uncles and the rest of them. It's like get a life. Get a, is- get a life. And they just made me a performer, which I, I kind of like grew out of it as I got older. Right. And I and then I shut down on it. It was right. like, what am I, who am I doing this for? Am right. I doing this for me or for them? Right. But then I needed the money. And, and when I was 39 right. years old, there I am alone in the world. I right. have no husband. I have no job. Right. I have no career. So I said, let me tap into this little right. talent I have that wow, they that's developed. so interesting. Yeah. So, all right. So you went to public school. Then you went to- um, I never went to a Catholic school. Never. Ask me why. Why? My mother said she didn't want to go. That sums up my childhood. I didn't want to go to Catholic school. I didn't want to do certain things. I never was told what to do. Wow. Never told me to shut up. Never told me where to go to school. Nothing. Do you think that was bad? I don't know. You have before you the product of this kind right, of but you're ultra good, permissive but you behavior. Do tell, but you're... You're not an asshole. I had no, I'm not an asshole, but I, I had no boundaries whatsoever. Right. I had to create my own boundaries. Did you, do you think you did that with Eve? Created boundaries? My daughter claims that I was not strict enough, that I didn't insist she do her homework at a certain hour. Right. She is like, a, she's like Frau Brucher with that kid. <laughs> 
see, that kid, uh, God forbid he looks at the iPad, she right. has a fit. You know, and, and he and I are in cahoots about it, though. Come right. on, I'll give you half an hour. I'm right, like, right, you know, right. grandma. I'm horrible with the kids. All right, so were you popular? In high, like, were you? I was in school. Yeah. I was popular, but I was also not popular with other, with a certain uh, group. Right. It's almost like the way my life is now, where right. the Trump haters hate me. Right, right, The right. Trump lovers hate me, rather. Right. And the Trump haters love me. Right. So it was like that. I had a group that loved me, and then these other girls would come from other neighborhoods right. wearing a clothing that was like weaponry. Right. You know, they'd wear like garrison belts and right, leather right, right. jackets, and they'd have gangs, and they'd come into my neighborhood, try to find me, and try to beat the shit out of me. Why? My shrimp, one shrink said it was because I wore Bermuda shorts. <laughs> and they were, they were, they were horrified and, 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 and stupefied right. by my Bermuda shorts. And so they came in and started arguments and fights with me. They'd start pushing me like that. But and you I defended would, yourself. Well, I would start to talk. I'd say, listen, uh, they said, you called my girlfriend, Thomasina, a tramp. <laughs> I'd say, who the fuck is Thomasina? First <laughs> of all, I don't. What name is that? <laughs> well, it's like Tom. Yes, I know. And I hate names like that, by I the way. I do, too. Like Robert becomes Roberta. I know. It's like a boy's name that they turn right, into a they, girl's yeah, name. Yeah, I know. I hate that shit. My name, my real name is Josephine, right? which is Josephine. Jo- right, right. I don't like that. Right. Judy is not. Judith is like from the Bible. Yes, I, I killed someone actually in the Bible. Did you? Who'd you yeah, kill? I forgot. Ring the Can bell. You look that up? Oh, yeah. It was from called the Bible a, and I killed Homicide someone. by Jewish. Yeah. It's like crazy. So it's so you, but did you go home to your mother and be like, "Oh my God"? No, these girls. I never told them anything. Yeah, same, no, I would never same. tell them anything. I tried to tough it out, and I talk and talk them out of it sometimes. So you that know? you used your wit. And yeah, humor. I used my wit. I never actually. One girl was threatening to bite my neck and everything. I was like, <laughs> "What are you, Dracula?" And I was like a kind of kid who was pampered. My mother would buy me clothes right. at Macy's Little Shops, and I was treated like a queen, even though right. we lived in the tenement. Right. For some reason, I never thought we were poor. My aunts all had mink coats and mink stoles. Right. But we had to walk up five flights of stairs. Right. To get to were the apartment. Were they immigrants? My mother was born here. My father was born in Italy. He came when he was a child, and she went back there when she was a child because her mother died in childbirth. Oh, that's Very terrible. sad story, yes. Poor girl. That's terrible. Yes. And I, she never mentioned that my grandmother that I was raised with was, was actually it? not my blood grandmother wow. until I was 17. What? Although I didn't even think anything of it right. at the time. That's fascinating. Yeah. How did they meet then? They met in, in Williamsburg, in the neighborhood. Oh, they did, okay. Yeah, because then they all right. settled in that Italian right. pocket surrounded by Hasids. Right. <laughs> See, I told you you're going to remind me. Um, okay. <laughs> okay, so then you graduate, you go to... Washington Irving High School. Right. Which was in Manhattan, which right. was a saving grace for me because... Otherwise, I would have had to go to educate uh, ED, uh, which was called Eastern District High School right. ED, which they called ED Educated Dumbbells. That was like really? the nickname of the school. I didn't know. I don't I know. I thought it was erectile dysfunction. Well, it is now. now yeah. But in those days, it was educated dumbbells. <laughs> and that was my school that I was zoned for. Right. And my Aunt Julie said, no, no, no. You're going to Washington Irving on the L train. And that's why I went there. And that's where I met. The top lesbians of the New no York way. City. Oh my God! You, there were first of all, first that were all, out in high school. Yes, it was an, what? It, yeah, in nineteen sixty. To no 60, way. I was there sixty to sixty four. Yeah. Okay. Wait a minute. They were out in school. Like yeah. I knew it was the biggest secret. Like I had a fucking ulcer. Well, see, these were not every one of them was out. Right. right I later right. found out. Right. But uh, this was um, all girls school. 
So they were comfortable with saying that they were they were lesbians, right? And, and no one fucking shunned them. And no, we we no, not at all. It was a complete. First of all, the, a lot of girls in that school were art majors, right? I was in the academic track. I was right. in all the good classes, and we were not stupid. We knew. Wow. We were not homophobic in high school. That's amazing. Yeah. After well, the, plus there were yeah. other things to worry about. Like, yeah, like, like I feel passing like, the regions. Right. Yeah. Like I feel like a lot of people in my community, the LGBTQRST, yeah. you know, I feel like they're fighting a fight that and and they're 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 fighting us. Yeah. You're not calling me this, you're not standing up for this. And when you know, we were fighting for our lives during the AIDS crisis yes. and you're fighting because I said, I didn't say they, I know everyone's going to get pissed off. Oh, what you're but, saying is very politically incorrect. Right. But I'm yeah. just saying, you know, don't attack me. I, I paved the, I'm one of the people who fought for you to yeah. be able to be who you are. Yeah. Don't yell at me for making a, an honest mistake uh, you wouldn't be where you are. Well, they're trying to, I guess, educate you also into, into the 21st century. Right. Uh, I'm being version. educated, but I have a new joke about what, it. What is Tell it? me if you like it. I Tell me. Okay. So I said, I feel like the next generation is trying to get rid of gender, period. So there'll be no gender. And I was thinking, if there's no gender, how are we going to know who to pay the higher salary to? <laughs> It's good. It's good, That's right? A good joke. I, it's a clap joke. I mean, it's not a joke that you laugh at. No, it's a, where they're like, whoa, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then when I say a hysterical <laughs> joke about like a morbidly obese person, they're like, whoa, it's so fucking annoying. Those days are gone, Ju Judy. You can't do morbidly obese it. jokes anymore. I do you it can't anyway. do fat jokes. Tough shit. No, I did. All right. Anyway, I do. I this say is why, you know, let me tell you something. This is why I don't do stand up anymore. Right. Uh, it's too hard to get out there, especially with the view. I'm. Can you imagine? No. First of all, everybody will tape everything. They tweet everything you say. Right. Now, the comedy seller uh, doesn't allow phones. Everyone has to put their phone in a locked bag. That's good. Yeah. And I, the, I went up the other night. This started a couple months ago and I went on stage and I had the best fucking time. Uh -huh. I was doing an hour. Yeah. And then I Where, realized at, at, at the at the comedy cellar upstairs they have this fat black pussycat. It's like a sixty. And you do an room. hour. Yeah, you can book the room. You had line. It's usually full. You That's know. That's great. And there's couches. I wish we had that in our room. day. Yeah, I know. And so yeah. I go and do an hour, and it was such a great show, and everyone was so attentive. And I realized what that this was right after they, you know enforce this rule where you have to put your cell phone in a locked oh. baggie. And I almost started crying. Why? I, I was like, Oh my God, because I've been fighting and fighting for so many years on stage to keep the phones to, away, to keep the focus and stop and don't tape yeah. me and don't take a picture oh, of me and don't look at your phone because you're, you know, bored for a minute, you know? And I was like, this was like what stand-up used to be. It That's made, nice. Yeah. Okay. It is what stand-up used to right. be, which was a much better environment. Absolutely. Than it is now, yeah. And I think we're pretty funny because we had a right, and we. I, had don't, I don't have the urge to do it like right. I used it's to. It's all right. Hey everyone, did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the United States with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the United States? And I'm one of them. You're listening to one of them. Fast Growing Trees has everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, house plants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. 
find the perfect fit for your climate and your space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever, forever. I just want you to know that I just got off a plane and I walked in my apartment. What was the first thing I did is I came in and said hi to Avi, my fig tree. I'm telling you, and I have Yael, which is another plant, but Fast Growing Trees has changed my atmosphere here in my apartment. You don't need a lot of space, but they do have, you know, they have stuff for outdoor spaces. But I live in an apartment and I'm telling you, Avi and Yael, yes, they're both Jewish names, Hebrew. The space looks so much better. And I just had a conversation with Avi. Like, I was like, I missed you. I love having living things here. It's very, very, I don't know, it's made this more of a home. It's the best. And Elisa has some too. And she loves them. And she talks to them too. But she got that from me. Anyway, check out Fast Growing Trees. You need to be around plant life. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code JUDYGOLD, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code JUDYGOLD at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code JUDYGOLD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. You got a BA in sociology from Queens College. Yes, and an MA from Stony Brook. I know, I have that, but I was, were you the first one in the family to go to college? Yes, I was. So what was it like? Were you, were they, they like? They came to graduation. Joy is going to college. Josephine, did they call you Josephine? No, called me Joy. Joy is going to college. Did everyone come? Was it like a big Italian? No, like, my, but my father tore himself away from the uh, the uh, racetrack to come. Wow, that's yeah, good. That was big. Right. Uh, my aunts always, always came to open school night, though. Right. My mother and my two aunts would show up at open school night to hear the teachers praise me. They Wait, felt. So, so, felt. <laughs> Wait, so it was... <laughs> Like instead of your mother and father going, my mother would come, but my aunts, your mother, my and, mother your two and my two aunts would come. Aunts. My That's father, my father wouldn't come. Hilarious! Yeah. And they would, the three of them would come all for pits. <laughs> And and the the teachers, Mrs. Beckenstein, would yeah. tell them she's doing wonderful work, and they would just glow. <laughs> My mother said for pits all the time. Okay, that's so great. So you go to college where they all? Did you have a big party and you know like a graduation party? Yes, yeah. yes. So you go to college, you study sociology with an English minor, right? And then do you meet? Joe Behar, which I met is, him at college. You met him at at, at uh, Queens College. Queens College. Yeah, he was a uh, a real serious student of sociology, meaning right. that you uh, you fell asleep when he started speaking. Right. <laughs> that that's a serious right. Student. Wait. So, and he was. Was he older than you? No, same age. Same age, and you met in class. I met. I, I liked the way he looked. He was very cute. Right. Very tall and skinny. My right. type, like my like, daddy. Right, very. Was, that's Jewy, like accountanty looking, like no, tall. No, not thin. Jewy. He's Sephardic, but he's blonde, tall, and blonde. He looked wow. Polish. Okay. I thought he was. This is a funny story. I, I thought he was Polish. Yeah. I thought he was Polish because he had blonde hair yeah. and looked very Polish. And then I looked at his watch. He had Hebrew numbers on his watch. Oh, I love him. <laughs> 
Okay. And I said to him, where did you get that watch? He said his dentist gave it to him. Oh, I've never dentist. heard of a dentist giving a, a, I know. a, a patient a watch. What is that? I don't you know. You should have known right there it wasn't going to work out. Okay, so then. <laughs> so then I, I, I started talking to him a little bit, and he was not responding that much. So then I see him in the hallway, and I hit him on the head with a book, and I ran. Imagine that. I That's hilarious. I was 17 or 18 years old. Right. And then he came back to the classroom and he said, you know, some crazy girl just hit me on the head with books and he knew it was me. Right. And then we went from there. <laughs> That's the story. That is. <laughs> and here's what I learned from that. Don't pursue the guy. Let him pursue you. Yeah. Because they, it didn't work out. So you introduce. <laughs> you the- know, my girl, my had a shrink who used to say, remember, the man has to have the erection, not you. <laughs> And I and I and I That's take that so seriously. Yeah. So you bring him home to your Italian family. Loved him because he was tall. My aunt <laughs> went bananas. My aunt. Rose. I can't believe you're not attracted to me. If you were a lesbian, you'd be attracted to me because I'm I tall. Would. Okay. I know. Uh, but my aunt was like, "Oh, he's so <laughs> handsome, right? And so tall. I mean, you know, the Italian men in my family, right? Were like, my father was considered tall, and he was like five ten, right? And my, there comes a six foot one blonde, blonde yet." And they didn't give a shit that he was a Jew? They liked it. My mother used to say, marry a Jewish guy. They're good to their wives. Wow. Yeah. So you but marry- he was not a regular Jew. He was a Sephardic Jew. They're right. completely different. There's not- Now they're all going to yell at you for saying the regular Jew. Well, one's Eastern European and one's- Well, what do you mean a regular? And I don't mean he's a regular. Right. No, I'm the saying- The Jews that I'm- The ones that I'm familiar with. Right. So the, the Sephardics are like Spanish. They're from Spain. Yeah. His family Morocco. Was yeah. And they have different, they eat, they have different laws. Anyway, so. They have, they have also different food. Food, right. They had Spanish food. So good. It was delicious. And they can eat peas and rice on Passover in Ashkenazis. And I was just like, after I heard that, an Ashkenazi can't, I'm like, fuck that. Why does some, because where you were, you can eat peas and rice. I'm fucking eating peas and rice. I'm done. Well, a lot of those dietary things come from people dying, I would assume. Like pork must be. Yes, that was. Yes, trichinosis. Back yeah. in the day. Right. And suddenly no but, Jew can have right, a piece of pork. Right, but you can't have, you can't have bread on Passover. So, yeah, that's, and that's, so there's something about peas and rice you can't have. And I, I never like, heard of that peas and yeah, rice. Yeah, peas and rice. Ask that's my a mother, new one but she's on dead. So, uh, but the rules mother. change, you know, yes. like I grew up Italian Catholic. You weren't supposed to, you had to have fish on Friday. They right. changed that now. You can have fish on Friday. You can have meat on Friday. They well, you care. can get a tattoo now if you're a Jew. Seriously? Get a lot of letters. Yeah, they, there's an article in the Times. They're like, some major rabbi, wait, blah, 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 <laughs> said that it's okay to, first of all, like, you can't get a tattoo, but you can get, you know, enhanced tits. Right. You know, right. facelifts, facelifts, Botox. Uh, gastric bypass surgery. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, but you can't. All right. Ears Penis pierced. enlargement. Yeah. The ears pierced. They do that immediately, some yeah. of them. But the okay. tattoo is based on what? That the body goes into that, the grave. How yeah, it came yeah, in. whatever. Well, I thought that was a good rule. It stopped people from putting all those stupid pictures all over themselves. I, I can't take it. I mean, then no, you can't I take have to off. say, like, I see, sometimes I see, like, an attractive woman walk, and she has a short skirt on. Yeah. And then the legs. I want to go get a sponge and fucking wipe off. I'm like, there's dirt all over. What it's, is that? I don't know. And I don't know, but... It's a, why do you have a scar on your knee? Did you get? I had a total knee replacement. Oh my god, you were a little young for that, aren't you? Yeah, I was you? forty-nine when I had it. Why? Why so uh, young? Well, I'm gigantic, and I was. <laughs> uh, I've always had. I've arthritis, and I ran oh. the marathon, and now. 
it was affecting my life. But now my other one affects my life. And I, but I had some. You got to do that one too now. Yeah, I can't deal with it. I hear that it's very painful. Horrible surgery. Horrible. And and they don't tell you, and you shrink. I I've shrunk. Well, you're going to shrink even more, but that's all right. You've you've got height to spare, honey. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so you, how old were you when you got married? You got married in uh, 1965. I had just turned 22. Yeah. And did your parents say you're too young? Well, that wasn't my young. aunts. My two aunts who used to come to open school nights said, "Are you <laughs> sure you want to do this? You're so young." Yeah, you know, they were the same ones who said to me one time, "You, if you don't meet them in college, you'll never meet them." Right, that was a so, big thing. So they to get set your MRS me, in college. Well, they set me off on that, and then at that time, everybody was getting married in right. my group, except for one girlfriend, one smart girlfriend who went to law school. The rest of us all got married. Was the girlfriend um, Jewish? No. Oh. So, but my mother got married at 35 or 32. Well, my Aunt yeah, Rose 32. got married at 35 and um, her mother, Did she sis- have kids? her sister-in-law, her brother's yeah. wife said, I thought you'd never do it. You're so old. In those days, 35 was a spinster. It's unbelievable. And my mother was over 40 when she had me, which was ridiculous. Like, no one did that. Okay. So he was a professor, though. My my, my husband? Yeah, he became a professor. He became a full professor, yes. And so you end up... Do you go right to get your master's right after you um, get your master's no. in English? I got education. married to him, and then we went on the most depressing honeymoon anyone where to, to the Neville. <laughs> at the okay. Neville, and, and, and also Neville. remember that commercial at yes. the Neville. <laughs> I've worked the Neville many times in the Fallsview really? since then. Yeah, oh, that's and hilarious. and so um, yeah, we had. A, I thought it was a depressing um, honeymoon, <laughs> and then then the guy gets a. a gets Did a, you have pre? marital sex uh technical right technical but did you enjoy it i enjoyed the technical all right and i enjoyed all the feeling up and the, right. the pre the pre appendix yeah. course uh, as soon as it became like a man on top of me yeah. i didn't love it as much right but now i do <laughs> it took me many years <laughs> so ladies if you're out there listening okay and the pre the the uh, what do you call it the um Feeling up. What did you call that part? Feeling up. No, no, like the uh, P- petting. Petting. Yeah, that's petting. the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Petting is the greatest thing in the world. Right. I love petting. I could pet. In fact, that's why I have dogs, so I can pet them. <laughs> no, but uh, no, seriously, petting is better than actual sex. I don't care what anybody tells you. So you marry Joe, you, you're, and you get your master's, and you move to Long. I, you t- did you move to Long? No, I, well, no, You no, taught no. at listen, Lindenhurst. Listen to me. Sorry. First, we went, he got his degree. Right. And we moved to, I'm sorry, you're right. I knew it! (laughs) I knew it! After we got married, we did one, I got a job as a, um, I worked at the unemployment office in Brooklyn. No, you didn't. I did. I had to interview people for jobs and then train them. It was an interesting job. It was? Well, the Navy Yard was going out of business and I had to reschedule assignments for them. And I had to get them training at the Apex Technical School. No, they were thrilled to be out of work and getting a free government uh, training, which is what they need to do now with people who are out of work. Anyway, so I did that. So they trained them for other jobs. So the government was taking care of them. Oh, that's interesting thought. Yes, isn't Isn't it? That that you pay taxes and then the government... 
that takes care helps. of people. Yeah. Oh my God. Wait, I just passed out. Go. So I had that job and I enjoyed that job. And then my husband decides that he's going to go get his, uh, get a job. He had a master's. It's from uh, the new school. And he got a job as a professor in Rhode Island, Providence, Rhode Island. Right. So I had to go with him there, okay. which I would never do that now. I, right. I know Be women, like, go fuck we don't want to go yeah. traveling with you. You live there. I'll live here and we'll see how it works right. out. <laughs> what are the points? But I went there, I went there with him. And then after a couple of years of that, we took a teen tour group across the country. It was one of the worst things I've ever done in my life. (laughs) These little teenagers, I still have it over here for them. They pick up boys along the road. But the, one of the girls was having an affair with the bus driver. I mean, <laughs> it was the worst. One day my husband was, came late and one of the girls was late also. They was getting out of the hotel yeah. late. And I said, Where's, where is so-and-so? And they go, he's with your husband. Fuck you. I know. They were tar- terrible. Right. So we did that. And then... Uh, we moved to Long Island to get the PhD at Stony Brook for him. And then I was getting my master's. I got pregnant. We had a baby. And then that was it. Right. So you had a baby, Eve. Right. That's half, a half. half. She's a half. Um, and you're stuck in Stony Brook, Long Island. This this Italian girl who was you know grew up in Brooklyn and then went to high school in Manhattan right. is stuck in fucking Long Island. Sent to reach. Right. Long Ugh. Island. What's the exit? You remember? Exit 60. The exit 60. The worst. And you became depressed. Oh, yes. I was okay for a year. Right. Right after I gave birth, my, my side of my face dropped. Right. Oh, you had the belt I, I, I had, but the, the doctor, I, I was petrified. I was nursing a baby and suddenly my face drops. Right. And I go to see this local doctor there and he goes, well, I don't know what it is. It could be an aneurysm or maybe a brain, an a brain tumor. I really don't know. <laughs> So, so I thought I was going to die right in the middle of breastfeeding a baby. It was Ugh, terrible, time. horrible. So then I finally find a smart Jewish doctor, mm-hmm. and he tells me, "Oh, you have Bell's palsy." And he says to me, "I said, how did I get that?" He said, "We can get it from a breeze, breeze, so a from, draft. In, a, in a car." So I said, "It's a wonder more dogs don't have Bell's palsy. Right, They're right. always got their head out the window yeah, getting right. a breeze." <laughs> and then. <laughs> and then um, I went away after a few weeks. And then I came out of that like blossoming. I was right. planting and I was doing paper mache puppets. And but I was, it, you, you and know, I was getting pull, my. Yeah. You can get it from stress, too. Well, no, I think yeah. I was getting it from the labor inducing drugs they gave me. To uh, birth. Okay. But that year was fabulous for me. Painting, watercolors, paper mache, being a and mommy. Was your, were your, was your mother and your aunts My, coming to visit you? N- yes, they visited, but they were very far away. Right. And then after a year, I completely crashed. I took to my bed and I couldn't get out of bed. I was so depressed. So how long did that? That was a clinical depression. Then I found a shrink. So, but what were you able to take care of Eve during that? Because when I had a clinical yes, depression, I still I had no, a very difficult time. I took care of her, but it was right. it was hard. Right. And and then I because I found a therapist. Right. I always feel that I had a therapist in college. I had a Same, therapist. Eighteen, I started always with a therapist, and you know, people should know that that's available to you. Right. And she charged plenty, but I I was on like a credit with her. I okay. said when I sell my house, I'll pay you back, right. and that's what I did. But see, doctors don't do that anymore. No, it's but like there but there at, are clinics. Yeah. I went to the postgraduate center for psychoanalysis. They gave me uh, 20, oh, tw- 20 yes. bucks a session. Yes. You can find places right. where they'll help you. And so she, and they do help. She got yeah. me out of it and, uh, and I was on the right track and then I forced him to move back to, to, to Queens. So, and was the marriage going okay? Yes, it was going okay until then. I mean, it went okay for about 10 more years. Right. 
So it was like in about 16th year, it started going downhill. So you are stuck there. You have a kid. And yeah. in how long did you live there? Exit 60. In Rhode Island? I no. mean, in, St- in Long yeah. Island. Um, I think two two years. Okay. Yeah. You come back. You're better? I'm better. And well, now can- I'm alive. I'm in, right. I'm in Forest Hills, right. which is closer to my mother and father, which right. all my friends are there. And I'm fine. And, and I had a great place to live, too. And then you become... A receptionist? At no. Good then I was, te- and I was teaching. You were teaching in, Lin- in Lindenhurst? I was teaching. Linden. Well, when I lived at Exit 60 before I got pregnant, I taught at Lindenhurst High School and Babylon High School as a sub. And then when I moved to Queens, I got a job as a teacher too in Queens. And that's where the jokes come from, right? With the- Some of the teaching jokes? Yeah. The- I also taught English as a second language. Yes, I love that. No, that's politically incorrect. I'm not doing that Oh joke. my God, it's the funniest joke. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> I don't oh know my what God. I don't this know is what so this is what my book is about. I don't How know what joke you're talking about. Oh, that. Oh, you could say that. Oh, all right. Go ahead. No, the kids would be. Well, and this was in Rhode Island when yeah. I was teaching in Rhode Island, which I taught there too. Right. The kids would be uh, Miss Behar. He said F all the time. They'd be snitching on each other. Right. Miss Behar. He said F. Finally, one day I said, "Okay, who the fuck said F?" <laughs> <laughs> and what about the one where you were like, "Who and whom?" Well, that was when I taught high school dropouts down on the Lower East Side. Right. And um, I was teaching basically hyperbole to pimps down right. there. A lot of them were like pimping, a lot right. of kids. And uh, they were adults. They were not kids. I was teaching them to pass the, the right. GED. And I was teaching uh, who and whom. Well, how does that yeah, joke go? Said, I don't uh, remember it. Uh, whom do you wish to murder? Yeah. Not who. <laughs> I'd always make it relevant it's to whom. them. This is like, I think, I don't think I've ever you laughed this act. much. Because I fucking, I think you're <laughs> fucking hilarious. I, you know, but I, I can't do those jokes anymore. So what's the point? Uh, but, you know, they make me happy. So that's all that matters. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When do you get the job at GMA? Good morning, oh, America. well, now I'm teaching uh, uh, several years. And where's where's Eve going to school? Eve is going to school in um, That's a half a Long Island, Queens. Right. Public? Public school. Oh, she went to all public schools. She's such Just a like kid. me. Nobody, we don't believe in private schools. Uh, same. I, I, I think public. public schools, yeah, where you have a, a diversity. I right. don't like all these same brats. Oh, my God. Same- Did you see that this uh, Epstein character, this child molester, yeah. was teaching a Dalton? And William Barr's father was the principal. I know, I know, but he fired him, I think. Right, but he didn't have a fucking degree. Not even a degree. Yeah. So let me ask you something. Why do they pay, charge so much to go to a school like and Dalton they can hire people when the teachers yeah. are less educated than me? Right. Thank you. Don't even. All right. Okay. So what else? Where were we? I hate that motherfucker. Oh, of course. Uh, I, I, and it's just so bad for the Jews. Well, Wait, you know, I mean, everybody. We can... got Michael Cohen. Yeah. We have Stephen Miller. Yeah. We have Jared Kushner. We have. <laughs> yeah, but there's Donald Trump. He's not Jewish. No, he's a Nazi. He's involved. I yeah. mean, with them, but yeah. he's. He I likes mean, them. You can't he... put this on the Jews. Stop it. No, I'm just saying we're getting bad press. Okay, yeah. so you think Stephen Miller doesn't 
doesn't write those fucking horrible speeches. He does. He's yeah. a horror. He's a and his parents kid, like they they're shunned and they can't stand him. I can't stand he's him. He's from a liberal. He's from Santa Monica. I know, but power corrupts and, and absolute his power uncle, corrupts. Holocaust absolutely. survivor child. Yeah, wrote that op ed about. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay, so you, how do you get your job at GMA? Good morning, America. Well, Joe Behar's um, cousin, also Jewish, Henry. <laughs> I was the lighting director at GMA. Okay. And I had decided I wanted to be in show business. Okay. So this, the only job that was available there was the receptionist. Okay. So that's how I got the job. But I and was a terrible receptionist, so how as bad, you know. Like, what, what well, you I'll tell you one story, which is a, a story about, uh, I would answer the phones, good morning, America, good morning, America, good morning, America. And I'd get calls. Where is Joan? Why is Joan London? Well, how, the, how do I know? <laughs> I'd say, I don't know what she's doing. She's lactating. <laughs> which she was. She always had kids she was breastfeeding somewhere right. in the building. And then one time they called me up and they said, and this is a true story, was was that Albert Speer on the show today? He was a Jewish. Albert Speer's a Nazi. Oh. <laughs> Take that away. Wait. <laughs> Und- undoing. Okay. So they call me up and say, is that, that Albert Speer on the show today? And I'd say, yes. i say, Albert Speer the Nazi? I say, yes, he was on the show. He was. Yeah. He wrote a book. He said, how, how dare you have a Nazi on morning television? I said, look, I don't book the show. Okay. <laughs> and anyway, it's hard to get Nazis on this show. I said to the guy, you have to fly them in from Argentina. And it's an expensive proposition. They all want to be driven around a Mercedes or a BMW. And, and, and I hang up the phone. I right. got fired from that job. I don't know why, though. Look how good I was at this. Oh, my God. And did you go, did you feel great? Like you had just done a bit? Like... Well, no, I, I, what, I had just done a bit. Well, no, I'm that wasn't a bit. You, I meant it. No, I know, but it's so fucking, but you, did you know that it was fucking hilarious? No, but you know how, this is one thing about Good Morning America that I will give to you as a comedy story is that, you know, I, at another point I was had a, a, I was surrounded by people at a desk and I used to answer all their phones at four o'clock in the afternoon. We would have lesbian hour at my desk. <laughs> Seriously, we called it Lesbian Hour. Right. The only guy who was allowed was the George Merlis, who was the EP, and he was a great guy. Right. Otherwise, it had to be females. They were all women. There was only one actual lesbian there, right. though. Whatever. So that would be where I would hold court a lot, and I'd say funny stuff, and if they laughed after it was over, I'd write it down. Wow. And that's how I started to write my act. Right. And so when did you first, and where did you first... First of all, you get divorced in 1981, correct? I think so, yeah. And was that awful or you were awful. fucking... The worst. I guarantee you anybody is thinking about getting a divorce, think it's twice. Hell. It's, it's hell. hell. It's hell. Well, I have a theory about did you, that. Did you want to hear it? Yeah. My theory is that, particularly with your first husband and when you first, when you marry very young, you don't know what you're doing. So you're still unformed to kind of a fetal, right. in a fetal Which is state. Why I, same as why people put tattoos on when they're 18 years old. You don't yeah. know what you're doing yeah. yet. And what you're really doing is marrying a form of your parent. Right. And so when you get divorced from that person, it's almost like being You're abandoned by your parent. Right. That's the reason that it hurts so much. Right. It's very, very painful. That's interesting. But because, but you, you all, know, but you have to separate from your parent. Absolutely. And so it, after a while, it works out. So uh, same with me and um, Sharon or Schwendy. Yeah. Um, is that you know she was like a mother to me, mother figure right. to me. Exactly. And then, who? What prompted the divorce? Cheating? Mm, could be. 
I know what it what it is, but I guess we're not getting into that. A okay. man never leaves his wife unless there's another woman oh, there. Please. And thank God it would never get rid of them. Right. But also <laughs> the um it's same with the gays. Yeah. yeah. Like when people say we're getting divorced, I go, I always say who cheated. And they're yeah. like, it's no, usually, it's, it's, there's it's, usually a third party. Right. Usually um, it's constant. All right. You could say that we're, we've outgrown each other or you could say we've grown apart and all these other lies that right. people say. But it's somewhat, but you but need you know, a, no, no, no. You need a catalyst. Right. And the other person is the catalyst. Do you think sexting with someone is cheating? Like, oh, hey, yeah. yeah, I do. Absolutely. Too. <laughs> so you get a divorce. Do you get full custody? Oh yes, there was no issue with that. Oh, that's good. Yeah, no, no. Did and but did you see him a lot? Yeah, she saw him. All right, but she liked you better. Well, it's not that. I mean, she. Oh come on. She saw him as much as she could. He moved away. Well, he moved back to Exit Sixty. Oh, I think he always really enjoyed. Wanted to be at Exit Wanted to be at Exit Sixty. Um, that's one. You know, one of the other things I could share with people who are listening is make sure that you're on the same page geographically. Right. I was raised in a tenement in Brooklyn. He was raised at the beach. So he ended up at the beach and I ended up in a building with a doorman, right. but it's still a tenement right. if you think about it. Right. And that's how we ended up. If you don't want to live in the same place, you really shouldn't be married to each other. I agree. Um, by the way, a lot of listeners hate that I say right all the time, but I'm so How about the it. bell? They enjoy that? Yeah, they love the bell. They hate when I say right. <laughs> so you meet Steve. Yeah. Immediately. <laughs> no, like, it was about a year later. And you get married, I mean, get married. You start dating in 1982. Yeah. So a year after, how did you meet him? I met him at a, at a, um, a singles resort called Sukasa, which is this place up in Woodstock, which is an adult only. And there were, you know, was part new people nude around there. No and, way. Yeah, he was nude. I saw him. Wait, wait. You're at this resort. Yeah. And you see a naked guy. He was standing at the pool with his friend, Neil, bare-assed. And I was with my other friends. And Were you embarrassed? Uh, no, never. Okay. You know what I say? For a man to see me naked, I have to be in his will. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I was not naked. He was, but a far away. I was not interested in anybody at this place. Okay. It was like, one of my friends was like, they're glomming on me. I can't stand it. Fuck her. That night, well, the guys were annoying. So that night there's an activity and with, this is the kind of place it was people are watching A Knife in the Water by Roman Polanski <laughs> <laughs> this is the type of place Ew. it was go ahead and, <laughs> Jew and child molester right not good for the Jews no, sorry Epstein. go <laughs> But the most child molesters are just heterosexual males. They don't have to be any oh, particular group. But yeah. they hate the gays. So wait, so you so go to the We're watching Roman Knife Blanc in the Water. And I see him standing there fully clothed, thank God. And I, I sort of remember so him. So you didn't see the penis before. You only it saw It was the from ass. far away. Okay. But you know, far away. I was impressed anyway. <laughs> so I stand next to him. Again, in my mode of pursuing the man, which is a mistake. But I learned from the first time, don't be pursuing too hard. I just stood stood there and was watching the thing. He was standing next to me. I thought he was cute. I said, what's going on in this movie? And that started the whole thing. See, but then I then I didn't pursue, then he pursued me. But so via like a crazy person. Really? Calling me all the time, yes. Like, did you like do anything while you were at the resort? I'm not discussing that. <laughs> So you don't live with Steve. So it, for years, for we didn't. years, for Same, years, um, Elisa and I don't live together. No, and that's I, and I think of you. I think of you. You've given me some amazing advice. Like what else? Breastfeed. Right. You made me breastfeed. Yeah. Did I? Why? What did I tell you? You said you're you're breastfeeding. <laughs> um, why did I tell you to do that? 
you said it's you good were, for the baby, right? And it's good for you, right? And you, you're, you and were, you'll never catch a cold from the baby. Exactly. The kid will catch from you. No, I mean the kid will never catch from you. But let you me will tell ne- you, that immune system, immune. he never gets sick from you ever. Yes, Ben. Yeah, good yeah. for him. So. <laughs> Yeah, you were you were helpful. So what else did I tell you? Oh, you've told me a million. You know, you always like don't live with them. You've helped me in my career, like just be like, oh fuck them, fuck them, fuck <laughs> right, them. Right, give you advice. Um, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. You're funny. Yeah, you're, I always told you were funny. Yes, and you don't tell a lot of people they're funny. Which no, it makes oh, no. me very happy. Um, <laughs> okay, I laugh easily though at comedy. You know who, who do I think is funny? Damarera. Damarera. Oh, Don't know. I know I fucked it and up. And Mario too. Two Italian. They both make me pee in my They're pants. They're both hilarious. Not Kevin Jewish. Meanie made me laugh. Meanie, not Jewish. Right. I'm just saying because I know. most of the funny people that I remember from a child were Jewish. You know, Toadie Fields. Oh, I love Joan it. Rivers. Toadie Tales. Joan Rivers. A woman named Jean Carroll. I love Jean hilarious, Carroll. Yeah. I uh, love Robert her. Klein was my major idol. Yeah. So yeah. The other funny people, I, I never found George Carlin as funny, but I enjoyed him. Oh, I did too. Yeah. Also, Sophie Tucker, Francis Fay. Um, I'm not that old. I don't remember these people. Okay, whatever. <laughs> My parents were old. Uh, so you meet Steve, but you don't live together. No. But, but he lives on- In the Bronx. In the Bronx. In Riverdale. And you are you start doing stand-up while- Oh, when I first met him, I was doing it already. And he- Often came to your shows with you. No, I did not allow him to come for a long time. I oh, didn't. So I when didn't, I knew you, he for yeah. a whole year I did not tell him I was doing stand up because I didn't want him to lose his erection. <laughs> because when a but man, if anyone wouldn't lose, it's he's, Steve. He, yeah. I didn't know that at the time. I mean, I'm saying that literally, but right. I wanted him to think of me as demure right. and shy and unassuming. That's so, uh, most people do think of you. Yeah. <laughs> well. When I was with him, I was like that. Right. You know. That's so funny. All cutesy. Right. And then I'd get on stage and I'd be like the biggest ball buster. So I was afraid for him to see that, that he would turn on me. So then one time I was in the village and um, with my girlfriend, with him and my friend Leslie, and this woman came over to me and she said, aren't you, uh, didn't I see you perform? You were very funny the other night somewhere. I said, oh, you, you must be mistaken. I don't know what you're talking about. And she left. And Leslie said, now you're starting to lie to him. Oh, yeah. So then I had to tell him. What did he say? Really? I want to come see you. See, he's the greatest guy. I know. Guy. He is. I said. He's the greatest. I, said, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. And he's so fucking smart. And then I took him to one gig where I had to perform. I was getting like um, $750. Wow, My God. that's good. Well, this is, previous to that, 50 bucks was the most I could ever make. Oh, same. So now yeah. I'm making 750 for one night and, uh, performing for doctors. And they're the worst. They were some No, these were not even Jewish doctors because okay. there were priests there as well. Oh, the worst audience. When you go to them, it's the worst. They are the worst audience unless you're talking about them. So I only had a couple of jokes about them. And then I had to stand up there and die like a dog, which I did. And then after I was finished, Steve said to me, you were funny. They were a bad audience. Right. I said, I have to I have to keep this guy. He's the best. I know. So that's why I don't let him go. Don't forget to tune in next week to Just Kill Me Now. Um, for, let's just kill me. Oh. Don't forget to turn uh, for part two on Just Kill Me. No, it's not. It's <laughs> just, just Kill Me. Now. No, Judy Gold's Just Kill Me. Just Kill Me Now. Just, just kill me now. <laughs>